0: Everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Going for Two with Jack Taylor. My name is Jack Taylor. My name's Hunter Two. And we are back to celebrate uh, our first series sweep of the year and our last weekend before SEC play starts. We are going to recap that for you that weekend against Lipscomb, and then we're going to preview our week coming up, a uh, week with five games, which I don't understand why we're doing that, but games against Nichols, um, Louisiana Lafayette, and uh, a three-game series at Kentucky. So a lot of baseball um, uh, to talk about. We're, we're going to leave the um, Kentucky series for the episode later in the week, but um, we're, we are going to talk about Nichols and Lafayette today. Um, but, yeah, before we get into that, it's it's Monday morning, so we want to do our Monday morning movie
1: review. Oh, yeah. Oh, off yeah. The time. Um, we're also going to um, talk about basketball. Uh. It's just one. oh yeah okay yeah I forgot oh, we finally have a basketball team yeah yeah um turns out we have some dentists um we kind of alluded to that last week so so now yeah, we're here we did we
0: just didn't want to we didn't want to spoil anything i didn't want to talk about it till we knew it was it was for sure that we were in the dance so yeah, yeah. we're going to touch on that uh probably close to the end of the episode yeah but um yeah we're excited about that but yeah Today Monday morning movie reviews and um just just rolls off the tongue, and um this week we're gonna do just a, a fan favorite and that is Toy Story, and we're gonna do just kind of the whole series. Okay. Um,
1: so, uh, I'll, I'll go first on this one. Just kind of an okay. overarching thing. I don't think toys come to life whenever you leave a room.
0: But how do we know?
1: I don't. I don't think it happens. I mean, I feel like. Feel like Nest cameras may have kind of messed that one up, maybe.
0: Maybe the toys know when cameras are watching. I
1: don't. I don't think they do because they were really, really moving around at that uh, at the preschool in Toy Story three. So. Yeah. You're right. And, and that. Well, sh- they knew sh- the baby was watching the cameras. It was a monkey.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, the baby was the the the, the muscles of the operation. Um, yeah, my thing. Toy Story One, um, Buzz is uh, either flying or falling with style, um, uh, with the was it with the rocket on his back
1: or something? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, they they're trying to um, get into the station wagon. No, they were uh, trying to
1: go for the truck, and then Buzz like, "We're not aiming for the truck."
0: Right, right, right. Dude, you're you're way more, you're way more up on your Toy Story than I am. Well, they they just land directly in the sunroof and in a box and Andy's like, "Oh, here's but what do and buzz?" Um dog, you got to have some object permanence issues if you didn't see them. First of all, fall through the sunroof, and second of all, didn't remember that they weren't there one second ago. Also, and then why his mom just like, have a oh, box
1: next to him. Why was the sunroof open? Why was there a box next to him? They have an entire moving truck. And it wasn't completely full. No, like, there was plenty of room. Why did they need to why didn't they size down their U-Haul? Uh, how did, why didn't they just get, like, one of the trailers that you pull yourself? No, they got a whole, like, they didn't even drive their moving truck. They got movers to do that.
0: Dog. I'm starting to think Andy's mom got a major insurance, uh, like, there's a, I don't know what the, what the, what was the word the like? Go ahead, go ahead. What's the
1: word? A settlement, maybe? I don't
0: know. Yeah, when her husband died or something. Um, I'm assuming that's what happened. I don't know. I mean, Toy Story 2. Um, (laughs) Only thing I have here is that um, when Jesse and Bullseye come to join the gang, um, they were just sitting on Andy's bed when he came back from camp. And Andy knew that he didn't have those toys to begin with. He said, hey, thanks for the new toys, Mom. She knew she didn't get those for him. Did she not like go in his room before he got back?
1: I d I don't Where do they think these toys are coming from?
0: I... It's on the it's on the
1: humans at this point. It's gotta be. Um Yeah. Uh, also, why I don't know.
0: Also, can we just talk about dinosaur um toys having pen pals from across the across the city? It's just kinda odd.
1: It's a, it's a little weird.
0: Um, I really don't have anything to say about Toy Story four, but this Toy, is just. Wait, we're
1: on Toy Story <laughs> three now, right?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't want really to have anything about four, but that, that's that's what I had on three. Um, um I know we're doing yeah, the on, Toy Story five.
1: Yeah, on four, um, I don't know. How was Forky come to life? Is it because is is it Bonnie? Uh, thinks he's a toy and is it the the child's love towards something that makes it a toy Um, in in Toy Story 5 are we going to see a phone become a toy Xbox is definitely coming to life yeah like where's like the N64 coming to life
0: right I don't know dude
1: would each game disc also come to life or like game cartridge if it's an N64 they they don't think through this the plot holes are crazy. Because of uh, also, Forky's a spork. Yeah, just a complete. Hot seat, Bonnie. Um. <laughs>
0: that's a that's a fork, Bonnie, uh, or spork. I I just don't understand. Um, yeah, that's what we got for for the Toy Story series. Join us next week as we probably tackle a more entertaining movie.
1: I I really like I said, Toy Story.
0: I know, I know, but. You know what we're watching next week. Oh, yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's what we got. Let's move on to some college baseball. Um, like I said, first weekend sweep of the year for Mississippi State. First weekend sweep we've had since Princeton last year, um, since we didn't sweep anybody in, during SEC play. Um, but yeah, that's Lipscomb rough. comes to town. <laughs> what? That's rough. Yeah, Lipscomb comes to town, and they were – hitting the ball. I mean, they were hitting home runs like crazy um, up in, in tops in the nation, like tied with Tennessee and Arkansas. So um, I predicted, you know, home run hitting team comes to the Duty Noble. Uh, Duty Noble's kind of a launch pad and um, yeah, but they're probably going to hit multiple home runs in every game and they hit zero on the weekend. Um, just show, it goes to show why I don't bet on sports. Um, so yeah, uh, I just want to start off by giving a giving a huge shout out to our pitching. I mean, just obviously they they, um, starting pitching especially, uh, but none of our pitchers gave up home runs, so that's a huge plus. But starting pitching on the weekend, seventeen and a third innings, um, nineteen strikeouts, only four earned runs on nine hits. Um, I just thought that you know getting at least five and a third from each of these pitchers was huge. Intema uh, in game three was the was the one through through five and a third, but Gartman and Durangelo both went six and. I mean, it's it's hard to really compare either of the other two to to Durangelo because I mean, six innings of one hit, one run baseball is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it no matter the competition. I mean, college baseball players, no matter where they play, they can hit the baseball, and Duranangelo kept him at check, kept him in check with his like I would say B minus
1: stuff. Yeah, uh, he didn't look great. Uh, he had eight uh, hit by pitch or walks, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like not great from him, but he still hasn't allowed an extra base hit this year.
0: It's great. and he has a point six nine ERA on the season. Um, I, I mean, that's just that's elite stuff. I mean, no other way to put it. Um, yeah, on the week I know you said um, eight free bases from Durangelo, um twelve by all of our starting pitchers, and um, let me just say I think I think it was huge that. Foxhall and Lamonis let those guys get out of their own problems. I mean, everybody except for Eintema in his last inning, he left um, with one out in in the sixth inning, um, and I think Tyler Davis ultimately let um, some of his runs score. But um, and it just Gartman, it just I think I think our nickname for him is still standing. The old Chevy truck. I mean, he's just he can. It's not gonna look pretty, but he's gonna get the job done. He's gonna get out of his own issue, out of his own jams that he's, he's gotten himself into. Gerangelo, I mean he walks guys, he, he he puts guys on base from time to time. But man, he he gets double plays, he he strikes out the side, he does something to get out of it. And I from a freshman, that's just that's massive.
1: Yeah, and, and it's, that's it's like, exciting. It's I guess go ahead and talk about the bullpen real quick before I get into to my point. Um, okay. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. So 17 and a third innings pitch from the starters, but uh, as we went to the bullpen in all three games um, had nine and two thirds throughout the weekend from them, um, 10 strikeouts and one earned run, which is just a crazy number um, on eight hits for, uh, for Lipscomb. So bullpen, just a, just a crazy, crazy week for them. Um, there were some unearned runs that were given up, uh, especially in game three, I believe there were some errors that allowed runs to score. But like I said, just one earned run for this bullpen. Um, three inning outings from Sierra and Dom, and Nate Dom. Sierra uh, had a three three inning outing to um, back up Lodrangelo on Friday and then Dom to back up Gartman on Saturday in game one. Um, so really good extended outings from them. I kind of thought we would see Dom start game three, and we might have had he not... Um, Come in for this. Uh, it was a it was a close game in game one on Saturday. So um, he came in and, and really did a great job. Um, some unfortunate uh, event that we'll we'll talk about later. But just great stuff from Sierra and Dom as we as we're used to seeing. And then um, a really clean ninth inning for Casey Hunt on uh, game two on Saturday. Uh, so game three for the series. Um, first time that we've seen like good movement on his breaking ball, and he's just throwing strikes and he's proven like he, th- he threw one inning and got two strikeouts and again I know the competition but he he had a terrible outing against VMI he had terrible outings against um, uh, Arizona State I mean he, he and they weren't because he was getting hit they were because he wasn't throwing strikes um, so I, I thought it was really really good I'm sure it was good for him to, to just have success even if it was just one inning and um, I know we we we've dogged on him a lot this year, and, and probably rightfully so, but man, uh, he's a veteran. He's pitched against SEC talent before and done well. Um, if if we can get him going, and he just throws strikes and throws that breaking ball with, you know, the movement that I saw on Saturday, I mean, this could be fun.
1: Yeah. This could get good. And and that's pretty pretty much how I wanted to transition to what I want to talk about. We just had that performance without. Nixon Cade um like Parker Parker Pico Pico and adding all of those guys in is is gonna be like uh, like a like a free agency signing at that right. point
0: for and, and I think we're increasingly confident that Nixon and Cade are gonna be back next week at the um I mean I, I'm pretty sure that's what I've seen but Pico and Parker I still haven't heard much about them so um, i feel like we would have heard by now if it's like season ending stuff
1: but... i don't i don't think any of it is season ending. okay uh,
0: it's probably just nagging stuff and we haven't really had a moment where we've had to get that deep into our bullpen and which is weird like... weather which is
1: going to be like below freezing in kentucky this weekend so not oh, sure gosh. how many guys we're going to see right but yeah go ahead with your point yeah uh the the pitching can figure it out uh, like uh, i'm i'm almost certainly confident in that um, right you have Lofton. i mean he Lofton, may maybe our best pitcher like the, his put away stuff is it's it's right there with gerangelo and yeah like uh, if he can cut down the walks which he he wasn't that bad when once he had a lead and like saw that the offense was doing something i mean if he moves up into the starting rotation or like into the bullpen that's that's a big piece right there yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking
0: of a rotation that's like Durangelo to Lofton to Gartman, and like that's two days of like, like Friday and Saturday worth of like just shut down pitching with uh with strikeout stuff, and then get to Gartman who's gonna get the job done. And I mean, then against...
1: and then our bullpen would be insane at that point.
0: Yeah, because you'd have Eintema, you'd have Cade Smith, Sierra, um,
1: Dom, Nixon.
0: You'd have Parker, who has. SEC starter stuff. I mean he's he's started in the SEC before. I kinda of like um,
1: Parker to move to our midweek starter, I'm not gonna lie. I mean wouldn't hate it. Wouldn't hate it. <laughs> I would kind of enjoy that a lot.
0: <laughs> um yeah, I'd I think the pitching, I mean, this is a huge, huge weekend for them, um, and, and it was it was really good to finally get a clean inning or get a clean weekend from pitching and from the defense. I know first two games we didn't have any errors, which, you know, in especially in game uh, game one of the doubleheader, I mean, it, it was a one-run game on a walk-off. Like, one error could have been the difference. We could have lost that game. Um, game three, we did have three errors, but, I mean, they were – kind of spaced out throughout the game we ended up getting a big lead so they didn't end up costing us anything Uh, so not a completely clean weekend um, from the defense but I mean having having a few games in a row without errors kind of shows you that there is potential
1: yeah
0: Um, just gotta gotta string together a few of those in a row and um, you know and when when errors are committed I mean it it it's really really helpful that the the pitching doesn't let that just blow up in their face and then offense follows suit so um when one part of the team is is down it's it's good to see that the other two step up and that's probably the first time we've seen that this year Mm -hmm. um last weekend we kind of saw like the wheels fall off of every part of the game for for two straight games and then picked it up against Cal. but this this was a whole weekend of of seeing that um and i was i was pretty excited about it so yep you want to move on to our offense now
1: yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, Tim Anderson just uh, had an error in the World Baseball Classic. Hmm.
0: Fitting. Um, yeah, I I couldn't watch this weekend and uh, and think that I mean we were just a perfect team. Looking at us offensively, um, we didn't just consistently score runs all throughout the weekend. Um, we did. The final scores were eight to two on Friday, um, four to three game one of the doubleheader on Saturday, and then. 12 to 4 in Game 2 at the doubleheader. So, um, I mean, just, I mean, that doesn't tell the full story. They're they're in the box score. We see that we had a five-run inning uh, in the third inning in Game 1, and then a seven-run inning in Game 3, and then, obviously, in Game 2, we only scored four runs, and I'm just putting all this together with what I've seen from the rest of the year, and I'm I'm a little bit scared that the consistency is gonna kind of falter and we're gonna become a like a one big inning per game kind of offense, which can win you some games uh, against some SEC teams. We were, we were kind like
1: that in 2021, but well, in SEC I'm, play we were at least.
0: right. Yeah, I think about the like the games against Notre Dame, which were just slugfests from start to finish, and I'm like, if we, it, I just feel like putting up a run per inning is like. My ideal kind of baseball, and obviously, it's. I mean, you'd like to score every inning. I know they're not just going; in, they're trying not to. But like, one big inning is is what lost us the game against VMI, the the one game that we lost. Like, we scored eight runs, and then we just kind of hit a plateau and just didn't score anymore. Yeah. Um, and I
1: just,
0: I don't know. I, I'm just Our afraid offense that should
1: be better than. Getting one good inning a game.
0: Right. And, I mean, we have hitters one through nine. And they get on.
1: like We we have a bunch of guys on all the time.
0: Everybody on our team seems to have a good eye. I mean, we're getting walked at, like, a really high clip. And I don't think that's because the pitching that we're facing is bad. Like, even against good teams that we've played, we're getting walked a lot. Isaiah Coupe for Ohio State, I mean, he walked one batter all year. and He walked, like, seven of our batters. So, like... I think we're just disciplined at the plate, but hitting with runners in scoring position is a struggle except for usually one inning per game. Um, I, I don't know what the fix for that is other than just situa- situational hitting has to get better. It does seem that we kind of follow up like a good inning with like a really quick or two or three really quick like one, two, three innings. Um, so it, it's like we're, it's just feast or famine in every inning. You don't know what you're going to get. Um, and who knows? It, it, it could change in, in, the, in moving forward. But like I said, I don't really know what, what you can fix because our approach seems to be good. Like we're disciplined, but we just can't seem to get hits yeah. in really, really good spots.
1: And I guess that's why we like keep on talking about like tweaking the lineup. Right. Cause it, I don't know. It, it, it seems like it always gets like a certain spot and it's like, okay, this could be huge. And then for the most part, it's not huge
0: right well the good thing is and at least in this weekend we did get the big hits when it mattered and and you know if if we go all throughout the year and um you know we go 17 and 13 in the sec and make it to the ncaa tournament then and we're just this one beginning per team or one beginning per game kind of team then that's fine that's just who we are but like i'm just i'm just worried what we're going to be like against sec pitching that doesn't really allow beginnings yeah. um so just looking game by game at our offense though moving forward um or just just looking back at the series hunter Hines in game one had a huge huge game i mean he was definitely the mvp of this one um had two doubles and a home run i think all three of those hits just right down the right field line um the adkerson plaza was should be named the Hines plaza um, <laughs> Pretty pretty soon, uh, but yeah, he had those three hits, all extra base hits, and had four RBIs on the night. Um, we also saw Colton Ledbetter get uh, three hits uh, in this game, and he reached base uh, eight times throughout the weekend, but didn't get any RBIs. Um, and he was leading the nation in RBIs like two weeks ago with nineteen, and then he's he's just kind of kind of slowed down in the past two weekends, but um, he seems ice cold, but you look up and he's he reached base eight times he walked like five times this week so um i mean that's that's good to see i mean he's he's your two-hole hitter and he's he's getting on base and and just setting the table for guys behind him i i feel like history tells us that he's gonna it's gonna come around for him so i'm not too worried about it um but it just does seem like he's he's not getting the situational hits that we were used to the first couple weekends yeah You want to talk about uh, our game two stars that we had?
1: Yeah. um, So game two, uh, we had Dakota Jordan in the lineup. Um, He's just not seeing it well right now. Uh, I think he left uh, three or four left on base. And then Lamonis makes a big move and uh, pinch hits uh, Connor Huesack in there. (laughs) Um, And and he gets a home run to give us the lead in the sixth. And then uh, do do we want to talk about the the fun... uh, Hancock. Uh,
0: I have it down there at like number seven. Um, well, yeah, we can go ahead and mention yeah, it now.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so once again, uh, runners on first and third. Double steals still work, um, this time in a new fashion. Um, so so we pick over to to Hines. Hines gets the ball, runs for like a second, and then throws home, and. Luke catches it, gets the tag, drops the ball. Um, yeah. Ties the game in the top of the ninth. So, so that wasn't good. I um, do want to
0: mention the, the runner that was on third was only on base because Colton Ledbetter got like picked apart by this fly ball that was a hard hit ball, but um, he just like lost his footing turning around. So the base runner that ultimately ended up scoring, not even Dom's fault, but um, but, I mean, I know that's how baseball works sometimes, so go ahead.
1: Yeah, so so that wasn't good. And then everyone's kind of like, oh, this is this is the worst. We should have won this. We have a doubleheader today. Should have just gotten out of that. Um, nope, uh, Kellum comes up <laughs> bottom of the ninth and just <laughs> hits, a, hits the most Kellum Clark home run you've ever seen. Didn't get to see him around the bases because <laughs> <laughs> reasons, I guess. Um, but, but but yeah, 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 yeah. They,
0: the, the cameraman just zoomed in on the part of the fence that his home run went over. and then we just heard Bart and Charlie talk about how much fun the baseball team was having and we got to watch the fence. Um, yay, <laughs> let's go fence. <laughs> and then the baseball account just posted that video. and I was like, I don't they they posted see
1: this I think they posted Hunter Hines earlier. And the video cut off before the pitch. (laughs) (laughs) It was just a bad weekend for for, for the media team.
0: Yeah, I mean, this SEC Network Plus was just not it for this weekend. Bart and Charlie did a great job as always. I I really do like listening to them. And I hate that we don't get to hear them for like probably a couple of weeks. I guess until the Vanderbilt series
1: maybe. Oh, man. But anyway. brutal um <laughs> can they call the games in biloxi yeah i wish i mean but hey you said don't that the, don't we like run it you said the mississippi braves like had a pretty good announcer mississippi braves did have a good one so maybe the shuckers will have are the shuckers on are those games going to be on scc plus i think so i think they usually are <laughs> um
0: but yeah uh, so Kellum, he he didn't let that game get delayed too much by having to go to the bottom of the night. He led off with the with the walk off home run, and then we moved 30 minutes later to Game Three, um, and in a game that I really kind of got scared about because they took uh, Lipscomb took a four to three lead um, in the sixth inning, and then we just turned right back around and. Uh, Saw their three runs in that inning and raised them seven. Um, that was our that was our big big inning for the game as we talked about earlier. Um, so part of that big inning was Luke Hancock a bases clearing double um, and he had two hits on the game four RBIs and I mean it was it's really good to see that in the past few games he's had you know three or four doubles and he's just kind of looking like his old self again not striking out not um, not. Being super unproductive, he's he's walking, he's hitting doubles, and can't really complain about him too much at the plate. And as long as he just stays at first base, that's fine. Everything's and great, perfect. The reason that he's gonna stay at first base is because of the guy that I'm about to talk about, Ross Highful. we he's were early, actually dear- there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what? We were early on Ross, by the way. We were
0: early on him. I first of all, I want to start out by the saying I get that eighteen innings of catching in like five hours not not probably recommended so i understand in this game like giving luke one of the games giving ross the other um but double headers are rare and i i, I don't really think we have an excuse to put luke behind the plate any, any, anymore yeah um so ross heifel three home runs first time that a bulldog has done that since brent rooker in 2017 um just did it kind of quietly too like None of them like Brent Rooker during his. He had like a grand slam, a three-run home run, and a solo shot. So this one, I I think one of them might have been a two-run home run, but the other two were solo home runs. Um, one of them was on a back-to-back with Hunter Hines, so that was that was pretty fun. But uh, Ross is just seeing the baseball really well, and he's slugging over 900. He has a uh, 400-plus batting average, and I just think that the mental mistakes that we see Luke have behind the plate probably just come from not catching consistently for the last three years. Yeah. Ross has been a catcher every game for probably all of high and, school. And, and
1: it's not like Ross doesn't have any mistakes. Like he has a bunch of pass balls, but play yeah. him, and I guarantee you he'll fix them.
0: And I I don't really know what the, what the reason for that is. Spiked he fast he does it. <laughs> he does a great job um, framing when he does receive the ball uh, and catch it. Well, but I just, I don't know what the reason for the pass balls are, but he, he will fix it the more he plays. um, I, I think that right as of right now, and I, I'm i a big proponent for playing the hot hand and whoever's hitting the best at the certain time, they need to be the one in the lineup. Right now, Luke and Ross both need to be in the lineup. So does Hunter Hines. Um, Dakota Jordan doesn't. And uh, Bryce Chance has, once again, proven that he probably needs to stay in the lineup. That doesn't seem to be changing anytime soon. Kellum can kind of be feast or famine, but I mean it's Kellum Clark. I I I think we can play it safe and just keep him in the lineup. So right now, Ross, Hunter Hines, and Luke that little trio they all need to be in there. Um, and it's exciting when they're all playing well.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm 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 happy with that. Um, sorry that Dakota had the had to get cold for this to become easy. But right, yeah. And um, the the other kind of revolving door we have, um, Mershon, he's looked great, um, makes a bunch of hard plays that, he, you know, we haven't seen Alford make. I'm, right. I'm not completely sold on him yet, like a bunch of everyone else is, like, yeah, this guy every day, um, Alford, like, doesn't need to be on the team, um, no, I, I still see the upside in, in slate Alford, like.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he hits the ball really, really hard, um mershawn he had a great game against valparaiso reached base three times scored a couple times just great base running but this weekend against lipscomb i think he had one hit um and just just looked like a freshman a lot of the time
1: like um, like he he's he's like good and all but and and his defense is good and he makes like really hard plays but I'm, I'm not, I'll, I'll have to see it for a little I, I, bit more.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's time to forget about slate offered. He did. Uh, slate did have one pitch hit pinch hit appearance this weekend and it was just probably one of the more uncompetitive uh, or non-competitive at bats that I've seen in a long time. It looked kind of looked like um, any year besides this year lane. I mean, just go up, goes up there, just really lackluster swings and, I don't know if that's, I mean, I'm sure he's upset that he got his job taken by a freshman. I'm I'm sure that had something to do with it, but he just did not look comfortable at the plate. And, um, but hopefully, you know, he can, he can be an asset for us. You know, I, I probably wouldn't be too upset to see him in the lineup sometime this week. Um, Mershon deserves another, a few chances, I I think this week, but if slate ends up being the the everyday guy at third, um, you know it's it is what it is yeah he has he has the potential and you know he he might look bad in some plate appearances and might make a few errors but I, he can still hit the ball 470 feet
1: so. yeah if if Merchon starts to slump like i don't i don't need him in my lineup like right like and people are like ready for like slate to like leave i'm like i don't know I'd rather not,
0: you know. Yeah, I, I will say again, like Cameron Cameron James did not look promising his first few games for Mississippi State. Um, I know Slate offered had last year to kind of prove himself, but you know, it just takes some guys some time to, to come around. Slate was really really good in in summer ball, and I, I like I said, I know that potential is there. Um, so hopefully hopefully it comes around sooner rather than later. Um, but yeah, I think that's gonna do it for our uh, for our Lipscomb review it was a like we said it was our first uh, weekend sweep of the year and it was good to get it at a good time we've won um five straight
1: yeah yeah five straight Yeah,
0: five straight with five games coming up this week and we want to talk about two of those right now the midweeks down in biloxi against nichols and lafayette we have a very limited preview of what we're gonna uh this basketball season because it's basketball season. And midweek games, I don't really care to predict the pitchers because it's going to be a, a whole staff uh, a approach for and I'm pretty mid-week pitchers, both teams. So. Right. Um, so, yeah, what do we have on these two teams? On
1: Yeah, Nichols. They have a series win over Memphis. Um, so the fighting Braylon Skinners and Xavier Lovitz um, and UL Monroe. So, so those two series are... Are kind of impressive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know how ULM is, but that, that series whenever Memphis is kind of cool. Um, right. We you don't think we'll throw Lofton against Nichols, right? Uh,
0: I wouldn't think so. I think if he if he goes in a midweek, he'll go against Lafayette.
1: Yeah. So I have no clue who in the world we throw against Nichols.
0: I I do know we didn't see Tyson Harden this weekend. Youngie. Sorry. So, um, we might we might go him. I
1: don't know. That's certainly one of the choices. Um, yeah. yeah, no clue who will go against and against Nichols. Um, they do have um, a two-game sweep of um, Southeastern Baptist College. So shout so out that, hometown. So that's that. Um, yeah, on to Yule Lafayette. Um, they have a four-game sweep of BYU. And then they had a really close series loss to Campbell. Um, they are number 15 in the 11.7 mid-major power rankings. They are 10-5 and five on the year. have no clue who they throw because they also have two midweeks. So, like, <laughs> you really Former can't...
0: West Jones standout Sam Hill with an infinity ERA.
1: Is it still an them? infinity ERA? I haven't checked, but it was the last time I checked
0: didn't throw didn't didn't record an out and gave
1: up some runs. That's suboptimal. But but yeah, Uh that's that's what we got for the midweek. Uh I guess we can predict who we're gonna throw Tuesday. Um I think I'm gonna go Tyson Harden as the starter. Yeah, I think you may be right.
0: And then um Wednesday I'd be shocked to see anybody but Bradley Lofton. Okay,
1: okay, got mine. KC Hunt against Nichols and then Bradley Lofton against ULL. All
0: right. I like it. All right. So with that being said, I think I know what we have to do.
1: Um, is it time to, to, to talk about the, the, the basketball?
0: Yeah. I mean, no other time, but no better time than the present. Um, I just want to give a, a, a little bit of an overview of, of what this is going to look like for Mississippi State. First of all, a play-in game is going to be Tuesday at – what time
1: is that going to be? I have no clue. There was a bunch so, of confusion about when the game was.
0: <laughs> sometime on Tuesday uh, against Pitt. And um, the winner will be the 11th seed in the Midwest Regional. And they will play at Iowa State in the first round. Um, so – obviously taking it one game at a time but a brief overview if we beat ohio if we beat iowa state then we'll play xavier who i'll just take my chances with them um once we beat xavier we'll either play texas or texas a&m and we've already beaten texas a&m so i'll take my chances <laughs> and then you know we'll play houston after that and we've already beaten one team from texas so like I'll take my chances. And then we'll go from there to play either... I mean, we could play Kansas, but I think TCU is going to get out of that uh, side of the bracket. We've already beaten them this year, so I'll take my chances. And if it's not
1: TCU, it's probably Arkansas, and we've already beaten them. So
0: So I'll take my chances. Um, So, yeah, we're already in the national championship. Um, Looking to the other side of the bracket, I mean... We might see Alabama.
1: Probably not. But
0: we'll probably see Missouri. Yeah, or, we've already beaten them. so We'll probably either see Missouri or Marquette. Um, <laughs> just take the higher seed there. Give us Marquette. We've already beaten them. So I'll take my chances. Book it. National champions. Um, so that was fun. I've made my bracket. Um, um, we
1: are going to do the going for two bracket challenge again this year. Um so don't know if we're going to have a giveaway item. Probably not because, you know, none of y'all asked for us to talk about basketball. So how interested could you be?
0: Yeah. The only time we ever had a uh,
1: gift to give away, we we didn't even provide that ourselves. That was, that was just, um, yeah. Um, do we <laughs> want to talk about the women's March Madness bracket? Not really. Okay, well I'm gonna talk about it. Um, okay. So so once again we're an 11 seed. Um, yeah, yeah that happened. Um, which which part of this are we in? Who are we?
0: What, what I are just know we're doing? in a play in game.
1: Okay 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 we're against Illinois and then we have Creighton which um, that's that's a little bird um, and uh, yeah um, I'm I'm not liking this one because we're South Carolina's over there, so so there's no use in looking at that one. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we're we in the same we're in the same side of the bracket as South Carolina. Yeah, we're in the same quadrant. Ooh.
0: Yeah, oh, we've so. already busted one. Just dynasties. Uh, we've already ruined one dynasty. Might as well ruin two. We won't. We we will not. Same ain't doing daily. all that. <laughs> yet. Yes. Um. So, yeah, that's our basketball talk. Legitimately, just going to
1: look at it one game at a time. we got to play Pitt on Tuesday. Uh, after that, we'll... Um, Wish we weren't in the play-in game. We shouldn't be. NC State has one quad one win. One.
0: Yeah, NC State uh, getting the benef- benefit of the doubt uh, for the first time ever. Um, so, you know what? They gave us a national championship in baseball. We'll give them... Um, for us, have to be in the play-in game. I mean... <laughs> Neither of us are winning the national championship, so who cares? Wait, who are they Who are they matched up against? Who did they beat us out to play? Creighton. <laughs> oh, never in mind. In the South Regional. And then the winner of that goes to play Baylor. Okay, I'd rather be us. I would rather be us, absolutely. Because, um, I mean, our, our little part of that bracket, really not the hardest thing in the world. I'll kind of take it. Except um like, you know like... Xavier Texas A&M
1: not at the hump um, all right that's our best hope to make our bracket um are we picking Colgate to beat Texas mm, i haven't watched Colgate play but probably um probably like i could see providence beating kentucky you going uh oral Roberts over duke oh you know it oh wait that one may be all upsets yeah look at it like ULL over Tennessee yeah that's easy like I could see that FAU over Memphis that seems simple you know like okay my bracket's gonna get busted within nanoseconds (laughs) because of this little quadrant yeah
0: alright well that's gonna be it for uh this episode because we didn't get any instagram questions i posted a picture of ross heifel and brooks did agree that he needs to be in the lineup but uh, i didn't get any questions from anybody so uh it's two weeks in a row so hot seat or two episodes in a row so hot seat going for two followers um but yeah that's going to be it for this episode thank you guys so much for always listening and uh hearing us talk about baseball and now basketball since it's now basketball season um we will see you guys next time on going for two and uh dogs playing Tuesday. Dogs are going dancing. If you watch the baseball game over the playing game for basketball, you are what's wrong with our
1: fan base. Oh wait, we didn't talk about the um uh, basketball national championships versus baseball. Can that be the after show right here?
0: Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So, So. (laughs) would you rather win three baseball national championships, two basketball, or one football?
1: I would rather win one football than like. I like. There's not an equivalent to how many baseball national championships I would have to win. It's
0: like it would have to be somewhere upwards of twenty. And I don't think in
1: like thirty years.
0: Yeah, like, it had to be very, very concentrated. Basketball, I think you could give me
1: three basketball championships three or for one football. Three or four.
0: But even then,
1: like, I, the I'm run, still... The run to winning a basketball one would be insane. And that's kind of why basketball is, like, basketball gets a lot even though the viewership isn't as high because yeah. you have all of the March Madness games going through the th- it. The thing about football, they're like, obviously I know that the
0: the media attention is all, it would be all over you and you would reap the benefits of winning a national championship in football for years and years to come. Whereas like South Carolina basketball, they were in the final four, like five or six years ago. And they're a bottom tier program right now. Like I know final four and national championship are kind of different, but not really. Um, but like in football, you can know by like week three, if you're going to win a national championship or not Yeah. in basketball and baseball, like, the you can have a completely different team from February to March and completely different team from March to April and April to May. Like
1: look at Ole Miss in baseball. They were right. number two in the nation, like four weeks in, and then like we're gonna fire their coach and then Right. Like like there, there's
0: no there's no season in there's no national championship season in football that is like complete and utter despair and like firing your coach and then you end up winning a national championship that's where i think like ba- a basketball team or like a basketball championship could be just the most fun thing ever because it's unexpected yeah and
1: that that run's not going to be normal for a mississippi state team and yeah okay so so we're going one football is worth like let's say four basketball
0: yeah because if it was one versus three i would still pick the
1: one football yeah but i i, I might take four four basketball. four basketball national championships would be crazy and then how how many college baseball national championships it doesn't have to be like direct to football so like you can't just multiply this by four then it's the football answer um yeah
0: i would i think the twenty in like thirty years is is probably an accurate answer.
1: Yeah, like it would have to be like pure that is dominance. like that is
0: that is like utter dominance. Like a that's score. a thirty
1: for thirty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so that part of our fans is dumb. Yeah,
0: there were there was like a large portion of people on Twitter saying that three baseball national championships is better than one football.
1: No chance ever. And, and
0: some people's argument was like, you know, I don't care what, what the media thinks about my school. I don't care. I'm like, I don't I don't really either. I've, I'm kind of used to Mississippi State getting kind of overlooked and everything and the logos being wrong and being called Mississippi and all this. I, I get all that. And I, it doesn't really offend me. I've just gotten used to it. But, like, I don't know how you could choose three baseball over one football. Like, like our best season – Ever ended with an Orange Bowl loss. <laughs> and people talk about that year to this day, like, man, that was the best team ever. <laughs> like, we lost to Georgia Tech in the Orange Bowl to end that year. And we lost the Egg Bowl. Like, a national championship team will have won the Egg Bowl, will have won the, or more than likely, uh, will have won the
1: Egg Bowl. Be SEC champions, be national champion, like that is have have unbelievable. like a have like a Sugar Bowl maybe if you get the right year, maybe a Rose Bowl. That's crazy. How many? Okay, for a, after show going crazy for a Mississippi State football Rose Bowl victory. Like he, we get to watch Mississippi State win the Rose Bowl. We get to see state script helmets with a rose going through them. How many baseball national championships do you need? Oh, I'm sticking with my answer. <laughs> I, I, that would be the best thing on earth. Man, yeah. So after show, uh, who knew that was like ten minutes. Hmm. Well, there we go. See you next time, everyone. Hey, Luke.